Welcome back to the Care Team Podcast. This is uh, Tommy and Tom, and uh, we're here uh, on uh, January 6, 2022, the wow. new year. Wow, happy yeah. new year. <laughs> happy new year. And uh, again, our go-to verse is Romans 12, 2, change your mind, change your life. And so as we dive in today, uh, before we get started with our conversation, uh, you know, the there's one question on everybody's mind, <laughs> and that is when do we take care or when do we take down our Christmas decorations? Yeah. Have question. you guys already started? No, you know we just got back from vacation, and I was yeah. I was thinking as you were bringing this up, ours would be down if if yeah. I had been home. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Ours are not one hundred percent down, but they're coming down. Okay, yeah, yeah it's we'll hit it yeah. this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll work as a team and get the whole thing <laughs> yeah. knocked out. Yeah. Now the other question is too is uh, it seems like whenever we take down our decorations, um, it seems like it's very bare. Yeah. So I, I, I was listening to some suggestions the other day about how to avoid that. You know, I don't, I don't know if you guys have any tips or tricks for that. or No tips or tricks. In fact, I kind of enjoy it. For mm-hmm. me, when Christmas stuff is up, by the end of the season, my house feels cluttered to me. Yeah. So when we remove it and it feels open, I kind of like it. I feel like you get some extra yeah. square footage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, oh, my house is big again. Yeah. <laughs> A uh, couple tips I heard was, uh, uh, one was, uh, what was it? Uh, you can still have up like snow stuff, like wintery mm, decorations. Okay. And then another person recommended, they said, uh, uh, you can even keep up like, not necessarily Christmas lights, but like even like those white lights. You know, I, I know one of our admins. It's a slippery uh, slope, Tommy. I know, I know. Well, and, and I'm I'm trying to see if I can pull that off in my office and it's not working out too well. Uh, so anyways, but uh, as I we come di- from a family where they just... They'll leave it up as long as they feel like leaving it up. So uh, my mom would have a Christmas room all year if she could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know some people who do that too. Yeah. 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 Well, and uh, somebody was saying on social media, they said, uh, what was it? I can't believe somebody's already got their Christmas lights up 11 months early <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, okay. That's great. I, I, I hadn't like thought that. about that before. So, but, uh, but yeah, as we dive in, I know we have a special message today. Yeah, and so yeah. I don't know if you I, want to kick us off. Absolutely. So. Yeah. We're going to talk today about doing life with God and what that means. And uh, if you didn't get to catch it, um, Mike Bro came and spoke at our church on December 19th uh, this year, uh, this last year, I guess. And uh, um, so that's, uh, for those of you who might want to reference that, it's December 19th, 2021. It's under messages. You can go to mynorthside.com, find that under the archive messages. But it was a great message. And he sort of ended his, uh, his message with this idea of, of God just wants to do life with us. That's his desire for us. Um, but I'm often uh, struck that we get these great messages and it would be helpful to have maybe some how-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, and and specifically within the care department, what does that look like to do life with God? Yeah. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I know, Tom, you were, you know, we were talking prior and near and dear to your heart is getting into God's word and how important that is to doing mm-hmm. life with God. Yeah. And, and you know, there are so many wonderful ways to, to dive into God's word. I mean, there's the, honestly, the only serious bad way of doing it, the wrong way of doing it is not doing it at all. And so just getting into God's word and there, there's a lot of really wonderful free resources out there. I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of good books and, and I would, you know, give some recommendations too, but, uh, but we're not here to sell anything. Um, and uh, so, th- but there, there's a lot of great ways to do it. I mean, and one thing too is to remember is one of the words that we use to describe the Bible is sufficient, meaning like 
we don't we don't actually need anything else. Like the Bible can stand on its own; it can interpret itself. And and so you know, even if you don't have access to a, a free resource, or if you can't, if you don't have one right off the top of your head, or you don't know where to go, just having a Bible is so critical. I think you make a great point, and sometimes we misinterpret what that sufficient word means. Mm-hmm. You're not looking for a book that's adding to Scripture. You're looking for a book that helps you to unpack Scripture, to help explain it, to to really be a resource to help in your um, unpacking and discovering the Scripture. Yeah. And I think sometimes, um, I don't think authors always mean to do this, but it's almost as if they're trying to add something to what the Scripture yeah. says. Yeah. Then that sufficiency means no the scripture doesn't need anything added to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and you're, you're you're talking about a person who is a recovering book addict. Uh, <laughs> I, I've I don't know I don't know how many books I have in my library, but uh, we were just talking about that literally today earlier, and uh, and, and I love books, um, and so but if I had only if I had to get rid of every book except for one, I'm keeping the Bible. Amen. So, uh, but yeah, so so just dive into God's word. I mean, and and now there there are things that there there are ways that. Um, you know, many different ways you could do it. You know, for example, like uh, the book of Proverbs, you know, it's very, it's a lot of practical, wonderful wisdom. You know, a lot of times people come into you and I, Tom, and, and they're looking for advice on how to, how to navigate through a situation. And going to the book of Proverbs is, is a really wonderful start for that. It's just, it's one of the wisdom books is very practical knowledge on um, interacting with other sinful human beings because we're all sinful and broken. Talk a little bit, Tommy, specifically about um, well, and let me add this real quick. I, I love the Bible app, and yeah. I'm doing the Bible in a year on the Bible app. Yeah. And so what a great time of year. If you've never read all the way mm-hmm. through, it, it divides it up into various parts so that by the end of the year, you've read the Bible. Now, you're not reading it necessarily cover to cover the way you would mm-hmm. a, a book doing it that way, but you are literally going to get through the entire Bible if you do that. And yeah. so there's there's different devotionals. There's all kinds of ways to do that. But anyway, my question for you is talk specifically with why do, reading Scripture is being with God. So talk a little bit about it being God's Word, and then maybe the why of it, why it's so important to be in the Word. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, and the... The why, in a, in a nutshell, is is that when we are in God, so well, I guess probably yeah, I need to take a step back. Uh, so one is that uh, uh, it's it's important to be in God's word because one, uh, we are to be obedient, and so when Jesus was asked, you know, what what's the what's the the, the best thing we can do? What's the most important thing we do? We can love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we're not controlling anything when we're doing that. We're just being obedient. We're just following God's command. And so when we do that, uh, we start to see that that God's plan is perfect. It's uh, it's that, that God is faithful. That God uh, has promises to to you know like we have hope. Like as as Christ followers, as Christians, we have a hope that other people don't have. And and we can talk about that too. Like I, I want to talk a little about uh, Romans eight and you know future glory and things like that and the hope we have. But like that, that's just an example. But when we when we dive into God's word, you know, we, we see that it's it's a very simple command, but it's also very challenging too. Yeah, in it, Mike, it's in Mike's message. He talks about God the Father. Yeah, and when I hear you talking about obedience, I I hope listeners are encouraged that. Yes, we should be willing to have blind obedience, mm-hmm. 
but God is a loving father, mm-hmm. which means that being obedient to him is the way that we will best be safe. Yeah. The way we will best be loved. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. this, Amen, isn't, yeah. this isn't, God's not looking for slaves. No, he's no. looking for children. Right. Yeah. And so talk about that a little bit too. Like, I know you were going to talk about God's love. Um, can you tie those together? Like yeah. the obedience and the love. Yeah. And so, so we, you know, we, we can talk all day about, you know, the sinful broken world that we find ourselves in the Genesis three world. Um, and as a result, our, our, our whole world is broken. Like the way that we think, the way that we, the way that we plan, the way that we love people. I mean, like our society, the world, ourselves, every single person is so fractured because of sin. And so God is saying, look, I love you and I, I love you enough that I, I want to transform you. And so like that, that's why I love our, our verse that we have for the podcast, which is Romans twelve two, which is, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that, and I always forget the second part, but it's basically like, uh, so that you may be able to test and discern what is the good, perfect will of God. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, a lot of times, especially when we're talking about care, uh, you know, people are, are hurting, they're, they're being crushed because of, because of the sinful world we're in. And, and I tell people all the time, like, I love you. But as much as I love you, God loves you so much more. And God, because he's not only holy and holier in the holy, but because he's the holiest, he is set apart and his love is so much more perfect. And so um, I love you, but I, I can't even begin to understand what the best way to love you is. Yeah. And so, but we start to see that when we dive into God's word, that we start to see the perfect will of God and what the perfect plan is. And we start to see, okay, so God you know, not only does he transform our hearts and we start becoming uh, conformed or not conformed, but transformed into the, uh, like to more Christ-like, but he starts to reveal his will, which is perfect, which is the way we need to go when life is crushing us. That's great. You know, a lot of devotionals, I know I'm, I'm reading stuff all the time around this time of year, especially talks about the importance of spending time with God mm-hmm. and setting time every day. A lot of people like to do it when they wake up, but but really any time. Yeah, whenever. Day. Yeah. And the word and his scripture is such a good place to start. You know, there's there's verses that indicate like, be still and know that I'm God, the still small voice of God. All of this is indicating to me that we really do have to find that time to be quiet yeah. and to be still and to be purposefully seeking God. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're not used to praying, if you're not used to being still, if you're not used to being quiet, there's no better thing to do than just find a corner and sit down with his word mm-hmm. and dive in and know that you are literally getting to interact with God, yeah. with his with His active and living word. It's not just letters on a page, but this has power in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's so cool to me. And, oh, yeah. And if you really want to be with God, because that's, again, we're playing off the theme of, of Mike's message, and that was that that big point that, the whole point is to do life with God, and and we'll talk a little more about this, but to also encourage others to do life with God. Yep. Well, if I don't, if I'm not in a relationship with God, and I don't know what that means and what that looks like, how am I sharing that with other people? Mm-hmm. So I've got to have a vibrant relationship with God, yeah, so that I have the with God thing to share with others. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, one thing I love too about Romans twelve two is it says, "Don't be conformed uh, uh, to this world." And so, like, when we, we, were, we were just talking earlier about a few things about strategic planning and things like that, uh, one of the things that, um, and I'm, 
I'm not anti-marketing. So if you're a marketing person, this, I'm not, I'm not tagging you on this, but one of the, the, the key ways to market stuff is to, is to, just to create a, um, create a feeling of not satisfied and, and that your product is going to satisfy. And so the, the world, uh, the, our, our imperfect world spends a tremendous amount of time, effort, money, resources to pull us into these different directions. And, and that's not what is truly going to fill that void in your heart. And so when you, when you dive into to God's word and you spend time with him, you actually start to, you start to fill that void and you start to find joy, true, true joy that you can't find anywhere else. That's great. Um, there's, there's a bunch of things I, I want to say we may not have time for all. I'm going to try to tie all these things together. One of the things Mike mentioned was a friend he had in recovery, and uh, he was talking about his friend helping other people in recovery and how difficult uh, it is for some people to imagine turning their will and their life over to God because of their preconceived notions of mm-hmm. God. Um, yeah. And I heard it said a different way. So if you listen to Mike's message, he's got a great way to say it. I'm going to say it slightly different. I'm also in recovery. And when I came into recovery, um, I really attributed a lot of attributes from my earthly father, Mm -hmm. things that I struggled with, to my heavenly father. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me to think about having a life with God and especially a loving life with God because I was fearful of God. And so it was really helpful when someone shared with us, and it was actually a rabbi, and a rabbi was having a conversation with, a, with a, like, a reporter. And so the reporter yeah. was asking all these tough questions of the rabbi, and the reporter said to the rabbi, you know, um, I, 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 what's the number one question or what's the number one thing you hear as a rabbi from people? And the rabbi said, the number one thing I hear is that people say they don't believe in God. And the reporter said, well, how do you respond to that? And the rabbi says, I ask a question, and the question I ask is, what type of God don't you believe in? Yeah. And the people often answer, well, I don't believe in a God who causes train wrecks and tornadoes to hit towns and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And the reporter's like, well, how in the world do you come back to that? Yeah. And the rabbi says, I don't believe in that God either. Yeah. You know, a lot of times our hangups and our trouble in having a loving relationship with God, if we're if we're introspective, if we're, we talk to a therapist or help unpack that, is our own, what we're bringing, mm-hmm. not what God is actually like, but what we're attributing to God. Yeah. And so, you know, I would just encourage anybody listening today who's had that struggle, you can surrender that anytime. And we've talked about scripture, which is a great place to get to know God, but also in your prayer life and your prayer time and in trusted Christian friends that you have. Mm-hmm. Those are the ways we get to know who God is really is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to talk too long here, Tommy, without letting you jump in. But I also want to say, that's the kind of love then that leads us to what I think is the ultimate purpose. God is for people. If we're really going to do life with God, then we're going to have to be for people as well. Yeah. And that's why it's love God with all our mind, heart, soul, and strength and others as ourselves, our neighbor as ourselves, because that's the final part of, of, is, is service. And, you know, I wrote down Mark 10 45, you know, Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve Mm -hmm. that he was a servant leader and he was about going out to others. Luke, uh, that says deny ourself. I was sharing with Tommy and Lori earlier today that, 
I, w- I was just sure something was in Scripture, and it wasn't, but the idea was all over the place, and that is the mm-hmm. idea of dying to ourselves. Yeah. That if we really want to do life with God, it's about less of us and more of Him. Yep, and amen. it's about less of us and more of others. And so that idea of, of moving out and serving others, and that's so pivotal to anybody who's recovering from anything, that when I'm thinking about you, Tommy, mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about me. Yep. And when I'm not thinking about me, I'm in a better place. Yep. And so by whether I'm in grief, whether I'm in addiction, whatever it is, if I can get out of myself and into others and what I'm packing into life, I'm going to be a much better place. You know, one thing that I, uh, th- there are people who are sentence diagram beasts <laughs> and apparently uh, sentence diagramming is something that many schools do that I either did not do when I was growing up or I totally forgot about. But when you, when you do sentence diagramming, like, which could, again, I, I like to geek out and go nerd on you for a second here. But when you do sentence diagramming, you start to break apart, like, um, you know, what is God saying here? What is this part of the sentence even, what, what's, what is this, this part of sentence even classified as you can start doing some analysis of, of what, um, God is trying to tell us in his word. And so I just want to unpack one verse for you. And it's a verse we're all very familiar with is uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So we see there, you know, like, just like you said, like people have these um, uh, presuppositions about God or they have these uh, preconceived ideas about God. And it's like, well, that's not the God I believe in either, you know? And so, you know, a lot of times, and I know we were talking about um, just a few days ago, um, had to have a conversation. I think Mike Bro even kind of hinted at it as well. And that is God's not a genie in a bottle. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so uh, it's not like we have to do something and then he loves us. No, it's like clearly in this verse here alone, for God so loved the world. So we see that God loved the world. And because he loved the world, he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him should not perish by eternal life. So, so God loved, he gave his son. And now our our task is to believe. And so it's not, we need to believe first and then God will love us. It's no, God's already loved us. God's already. And, and we see things like that all throughout the Bible. Well, and you, I think you and I were in a conversation very early this morning about Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get that all backwards. We think, well, I got to clean myself up and figure out how to not sin. And then I'll be good. No, Christ died for you while you were yet a sinner. Yep. Right. Amen. You were, you were yeah. in your trespasses. You were yep. in your transgressions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how much God loves us. And um, I, I didn't want to get off of the podcast today without talking about this. You know, a life with God is a life with the Trinity. Um, you know, and we were talking about this too. We have, as you might tell, we have lots of heavy conversations, good ones, just, just but, a few, <laughs> but, he, but heavy ones. And yeah. and what we're talking about is sort of the theology of the Trinity and how we relate to that in our life. And if we're going to do life with God, we're doing life with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We're doing life with the Father, Son, and Spirit. And mm-hmm. so we pray to the Father through the Son. Excuse me, in the name of the Son, through the Son, in the Spirit, and mm-hmm. that is how. Every time we pray, every time we interact with God, mm-hmm. it's the Trinity. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit is who is here with us now and present, mm-hmm. guides our reading of the Scripture, yeah. our interpretation of the Scripture, mm-hmm. prays when we don't have words to pray, comforts us when we need comforting, and so I want to encourage people that if you're not familiar with the Holy Spirit, 
you know, look up some scriptures on the Holy Spirit. Pray to the Holy Spirit. You, we, we, we can pray and have a relationship and a vibrant relation with the Spirit. When Jesus ascended to heaven, mm-hmm. he went to the right hand of the Father. Yep. Our, we, we worship a living God, but he's also at the right hand of the Father. And he said, but when I leave, I'm sending another. Mm-hmm. So, so there's the Father, there's the Son. They're in heaven together. The Spirit is in us and through us and binding us, but also a person of the Trinity. And so really encouraging that as you do life with God, that includes a vibrant, living, wonderful relationship with the Holy Spirit. Well, and, you know, I I think it's interesting, too. I I love what you talked about, just to remind people that, you know, that, um, you know, the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but, but... the Holy Spirit's not the Son. The Son's not the Father. And the Father's not the Holy Spirit. Saying that you know that um, that yeah, we, we're talking about a Trinity here, and we cannot forget about every element of the Trinity because they are all God. I love the. I don't know if this is true, but I love it's uh, ascribed to Saint Patrick mm-hmm. that he took the three leaf clover and said, "Father, Son, Holy Spirit." Yet it's one. Oh, and okay. I love oh, that. nice. I love that mental image of yeah. the Trinity. Okay, like yeah. you can see these distinct. Parts, these distinct three Interesting. leaves, yeah. but it's all part of one, and that's the way we look at the Trinity. You know, I'm wondering, too, uh, we, we have a, a Trinity High School, and I think that's their, their I want to say that it might be their logo, oh, is, cool. is, is a three-leaf cool. clover. Yeah. So. Um, but, you know, it, and when so we're talking about life with God, and so when, when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we and when we, we see that, that God is speaking in uh, in in and through the Bible, and that, that, that God is, is, is prompting us in our hearts uh, by means of the Holy Spirit, you know, we, we, can, we can start to see things differently in the Bible. Just like you said, it's not just words or, uh, or ink on a page. You know, for example, uh, a lot of times people come to counseling and, and they're, 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 they're just being crushed by life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think about Romans 8, <clears throat> in verse 18, it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. That's good. And so, so yes, you know, it, it doesn't say we won't have suffering. Like suffering is real and we can spend a tremendous amount of time talking about suffering, but our hope is in the future in that future glory. And, and that's something that not everybody has. That's right. And if you don't have that, um, we want you to have that. Yeah. And, amen. And, we, and, and you can only know that hope in the person of Jesus Christ and in belief that he died for your sins and rose again on the third day to eternal life that you might have that eternal life and salvation with him. Yeah. And if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I just want to encourage you right now, wherever you are, close your eyes, bow your head, tell him in your own words, Lord, I know I'm broken. I know I'm sinful. I know I need you. I desire you to be the Lord of my life, to live in and through me, to do what I can't do on my own strength. And yeah. he is good and faithful and gracious, and he will meet you there. Yeah, and and, and I, I love that, too, about, you know, like just 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 praying. Just start with prayer. Uh, I, I, uh, I love how George summed this up about a year or so ago. He said that God loves short prayer, and it's like that's so true. Like when you're praying, it doesn't have to be an elaborate prayer. Just, you know, God, I don't, I don't have this together. I need you. Um, you know, just 
show me what I need to do. You know? Those are often the most honest gut felt yeah. prayers, right? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you know, if, if you're trying to come up with an elaborate word and you're trying to look up words in dictionaries, it's like, no, 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 it doesn't, you don't need to do all that. If so. you're just getting started, I'll give you the wisdom that was given to me when I was just getting started. If you can at least know that you're not God, yeah. you've made a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's about a, There's a God and you're not it. Yeah, if yeah. you can get there quickly, then that's a good start. I, I, I love that scene from Rudy where the guy was like, in 35 years in ministry, or uh, I've realized two things. There's a God and I'm not him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a good start. That's, that's deep wisdom. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I know we're wrapping up. Uh, we always try, no matter what our topic is, to really tie it into what we do here in the care ministry from our hospital visitations and funerals and weddings to our care night and all of our different support groups. We can't do anything apart from God. With God, all things are possible. Apart from God, you're on your own. Yeah, and and I don't know if you're like me, but I know how things go when I'm on my own. So just It let doesn't this, work out well for me. <laughs> just let this be an encouragement that... Um, we all are works in progress. We all get Amen. better and better at doing life with God. But I think Mike's point, and I want our final point to really be that God is for you. He's, you know, um, there's a song I can't. It's God is for us. God is not against us. God is for us. We are not alone. And just to remember that wisdom and those words, and that you can only practice and get better. But it is a relationship. And relationships take work and time and commitment. So commit at the beginning of 2022 that this is going to be the year that you dive deep into your relationship with God and that you really learn what it means to do life with God. Amen. Amen. Well, as we get to wrap up, we're reminded that prayer is primary. And so, Tom, do you mind praying us out? No, I'd love to. Thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for a new year. Lord, I know there are folks that are, are hoping and praying greatly for a new beginning. And so, Lord, I want to bless that. I want to encourage that new beginning. And yet, Lord, I also remember that we need to learn from our past. We need to mine our lives for all the nuggets that you put there for us and all the good stuff that we can learn from. Lord, I pray if there are people in earshot of this that don't know you as their Lord and Savior, that they would stop and they would pray and they would invite you into their lives. And Lord, we ask that you bless them lead them to a, a local body if they're not local here. If they're here, we would love to get to know them. Come ask for Tom or Tommy and and come see us, and, and we would love to talk to you more about your decision to follow the Lord. God, thank you that we have this podcast, that we have this voice, that we have the right in our country to worship you openly and freely and to read your word and that Bibles are plentiful. And, Lord, we pray for those places where that's not the case, that they would know you, that they would get their hands on a Bible, that missionaries would reach them. Lord, care for all, and Lord, I just ask for a deep and meaningful relationship with you for all of our church family and all the people listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget, you can catch this episode or others at 7 a.m. on Thursday mornings on YouTube, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, or Facebook. And don't forget to go to mindorsa.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.